Welcome to the Brilliant Life Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Moulton. My aim is to inspire you on your personal growth and development journey. I hope that as you continue to listen, you will unlock your full potential and achieve your brilliant life. Hello, everyone. I just want to thank you for listening today. I want to share this quote. Marcus Aurelius says, Think of yourself as dead. You have lived your life. Now, take what's left and live it properly. What doesn't transmit light creates its own darkness. Why am I sharing this? I kind of want to share with you my story. My story is one where about a year ago this week, I could have been dead if I didn't know my own body. I woke up at about 3 a.m. on the 9th of December, and I had what felt like acid reflux. So I did what I usually do if I feel something like that. I went downstairs, drank a big glass of water, went to the bathroom, went back to bed. I woke up at about 8 a.m., and I'm a 5 to 6 a.m. guy. That's when I usually wake up. This day was different. I felt like a Mack truck hit me. And then as the day went on, it just kept getting worse. My chest, it felt like it was burning. It didn't feel like what a heart attack would feel like. I didn't have the elephant on the chest. I didn't have the pain down the arm. None of that. Had a little bit of numbness in my teeth. But ultimately, I had shoulder pain, which I thought were from pull-ups on the Wednesday before. This was Friday morning. And suddenly it hit me. I don't have acid reflux this bad, ever. Something more is going on. So I decided at about 11.40, cancel the rest of my meetings and went to the hospital. I'm there, they do an EKG, they don't see it. And so I had to go back into a hallway where there was about 90 people down this hallway. And all sitting on chairs outside the emergency room. Because every bed in the emergency was filled. And I sat there, and I sat there, and I sat there. Finally, it's about 2.45. Nobody's come out to me yet. My daughter had an appointment, and so I decided to leave and go take her to the appointment. Well, I stop at CVS. I get some Tums. That helps it a little bit. Get some water. And I'm drinking everything, right? Like, I'm going to get chai tea. I'm going to get um, various things. Just a, I ate a bagel. Like, I'm doing everything I can to possibly push this thing down. And then at that point, pick up my daughter, take her to her appointment. And we're at my friend's uh, where she was having the appointment. And she said, something's just not right about you. And then we get home. And the whole way home, my daughter's talking to me, and I'm just getting annoyed. Just totally annoyed. Ornery. Like, it's not who I am. And so I 
go upstairs. I take some CBD, gummies. I eat an apple, drink more water. I'm on my knees next to my bed, screaming into my bed. I'm in so much pain. Finally, I lay down, and my daughter comes up and says, if you don't go to the hospital again, I'm calling an ambulance. So I got up and left. I get there. I sit back down. Now it's almost four. My name is called, as if I never left. They come. They give me some aspirin. They give me something else for acid reflux. And then after that, they take my blood. And about 30 minutes later, blood work comes back. And I've got high troponin levels. Those are the enzymes that show that something's going on within, essentially determine whether or not you're having cardiac arrest. So they have to wait a little bit. So they check me for pulmonary embolism. And I find this little area off to the side, and I'm all alone in the hospital, still COVID uh, rules, so nobody could come into the emergency with me. And I'm there, and what happened was I just started crying. I didn't know if I was ever going to see my children again. I didn't know what was going to happen. So I texted them each, and I called them, and I sent them a text telling them how proud I am of them how much I love them. It was benign enough to say, hey, I'll see you guys tomorrow. But at the same time, if we're the last thing I ever said, they would have it with them forever. What does that do to me, to life? When I've focused on my own mortality, and why am I bringing this up today? Today, I went and got a nuclear stress test done, and I found some abnormalities. Now, it could mean absolutely nothing, or it could mean there's some more going on, so I have to go back for an angio. Now, here's the thing. This afternoon, I was just wrecked. I'm processing. And I'm just thinking about it. What do I want my life to be? How do I want to be remembered? Because I just heard a quote. This quote was amazing, and I'm going to paraphrase it, but Alex Hermazi said, In death, when people celebrate you, essentially they're celebrating stories of who you were. And all day long, and the past year almost, I've been asking myself, who do I want to be? Who do I want to be? How do I present myself to others? And I can tell you the biggest thing I want. I want people to know that when they step into my presence, they've stepped into a non-judgmental, non-anxious presence. That there's somebody who loves them. That there's somebody who cares for them. I want that person in my presence, whether that's at work on the phone, whether that's through IM, whether that's through text, whether that's in person, I want them to know that they're loved, they're cherished, and they're celebrated. That's what I want to know relationally. How do I want this to impact me as a parent? I want my children to have story upon story of me loving them, me providing for them, me nurturing them, me just being there at their games, being a presence. This whole thing has taken me back to my own mortality. I sat there this afternoon and I cried because when you're dealing with your own possible extinction from earth, you can't go anywhere but inward. There's things in me that I want to change and I want to grow. So personally, I want to be so growth-minded, so growth-oriented, so focused 
on the next best thing and just go after it. I want to encourage people to go after what they love. I want to encourage people to serve God, however they define God, with all of their heart, soul, mind, and strength. I want them to serve their families, their work environments, bring joy, bring peace, bring emotional intelligence, bring empathy, bring the attributes that are our best as humans to work, to family, to friendships, to the world. I want to see people thriving in what they do, in who they are. All the bickering I see in the world. Here's one thing that's really scared the heck out of me is look at all the hate that's out there today. Look at all the violence that's taking place right now in America. It is something that I can't stand. I can't stand it. I can't stand the fact that in my city, if you're out past 10, you might get held up, your car taken from you, even during the day that happens. I can't take it that kids are getting killed. I can't take it that kids are stealing cars. I can't take it that people are being murdered in my city for no reason. Last week at Popeye's, over an argument, someone got killed at life 22 years old. For what? For what? I want more for this world, for our country. Bombing in, in Gaza and Israel, I, I don't have a desire to see people dying over a parcel of land. Can't they come together? Why not? Why not have peace? Why not have them both dwelling together? We have people dwelling together. Why can't they do it in a parcel of land? We have people in America from various ethnicities and backgrounds. That's what makes America great. That's what makes us great, is that we can come together and be who we are, one nation under God. I want to see that in my family. I want to see that in my friendships. I want to see that in my workplace, in our corporations. We can bring this ethic with us to those places. And I know I am being preachy right now, and I don't care, because I've been dealt with my own mortality. I have an expiration date. I don't know when it is, but it's there. And I most likely know how it's going to happen. I think we can do this. I think we have it in us as humans to be way superior than we are today. I think we can be better people. I think we can put on our better selves. I think we can take off the clothes of violence and hate and disruption and self-serving and selfishness, and I think that we can put on the garment of love and grace and community. It's going to be hard, but I think we can do it. And I know I've gone somewhere crazy, <laughs> probably to some, but I don't care. Because when I think about the world, I'm an idealist. When I think about the American Constitution, I'm an idealist. The American experiment, I'm an idealist. And I think when it comes to human life, I am an idealist. I believe that we can bring our best selves to everything we do every single day. Is it easy? No, it's not easy. It's not easy at all. It's probably the toughest thing we will ever do. But you know what? Every day that I get up, I choose to bring my best self. Every day that I get up, I choose 
to put on love, to put on kindness. Am I always that way? No. Do I falter? Yes. Do I have things I'm ashamed of? Of course. But I keep going forward, and so can you. So can you. We can keep moving forward. Nothing has to stop us. Ever. Just know you're going to expire. And I want you, each of you who are listening today, to think about your expiration date. We don't know when it is. So I always like to think out at about at 114 years old for some reason. <laughs> but think about yourself. Think about how you want your life to be lived. Think about the stories you want others to tell about you. The legends, right? I mean, how many legends do we have about a person that we've really cared about? Uh, remembering their voice and how they said something, what they believed in, their, just their ethics, how they behaved, how they loved. But then on the other side of it, think about the people that you were like, can't believe they're dead, but I don't want to be that, but I don't want to have them say, man, it stinks he's dead, but no. I want my life to be a spark, your spark. What is it that you have always dreamed of doing but never did because you're afraid of doing it, one of failure or maybe success? What is it that you want to do that's deep in your being, that's an expression of you in the world? For me, it's been a podcast. And has been blogging on LinkedIn. I've always wanted to do that and I did it this year. I'm going to continue doing it until my last breath. This year I'm going to run a marathon. This next year. All these things that I have not done. That I've wanted to do. I'm just going to start doing it. Just going to start doing it. What's holding you back? I guarantee you can work through it. If, if it's depression, talk to your doctor. If it's fear... And anxiety, talk to a friend or go to a therapist. Or something that I've been doing is I've been also writing to myself and to my older self. So I've been journaling. One side of the journal is my question, the thing I'm dealing with. The other side of the journal is 85-year-old Mike answering. And I'll tell you what, it's been so therapeutic. I've been doing that this week. Just, just learned about it last week from someone on a podcast. So I'm like, man, I'm going to try it. If it works for him and this dude's pretty wise, why wouldn't I try it? So I'm doing it. So maybe there's something that you've always wanted to do. I encourage you, just go do it. Go do it. Thanks for listening. I love you guys. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Brilliant Life Podcast. I'm Mike Moulton, and it's been a pleasure sharing this time with you. If you enjoy this episode, please share it with others who might also find value in our journey towards a more brilliant life. Remember, each step we take, no matter how small, is a crucial part of our shared path towards a life filled with brilliance and purpose. I love you and have a great day.